Hello. We are live. There's Hello. my face. There is there's my face. It is on the screen. You can see me. Hello. Welcome to the season two premiere of the Cringe Crew Music Podcast. A uh, couple of changes this season. Uh, we may have lost one host, but we have a brand new one. Hell yeah. So uh, I, ge I guess introduce yourself. Why not? <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> hello. My name is, uh, is you guys pretty much all call me Conley, so that's easier than anything else. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we've, we've got Steven, as usual, the boy who is very late all the time. He tries so hard, but he's, he but he's here, and that's what matters. <laughs> All right, so uh, brand new, brand new intro for the podcast featuring uh, one of the albums that we're talking about uh, this episode. So let me let me actually go ahead and uh, pull that pull that list of list of albums up for you. So albums we're talking about in this episode: Cattle Decapitations, the the Anthropocene Extinction. Uh, b -b -b I don't have the rest of the list up, but uh, here it is. And I pinned it, and I pinned it so that I can look at it easy. There we go. Uh, By the Way by Red Hot Chili Peppers, and New Moon by Swallow the Sun. So, um, I don't know. Wh which one you guys feel like talking about first? Doesn't matter to me. If anyone wants to, wants to go first, by all means. Um... I mean, I'll talk about Swallow the Sun. Sure. So, this is a band that I actually got introduced to through my sister, Emily. Um, so, I was listening to a lot of Insomnium at the uh -huh. time she found these guys. And she messaged me, and she's like, hey, these guys sound almost identically like Insomnium. You will like them. And this is one of their first studio albums. Uh, it's really good. Some of the best songs off of this are probably Sleepless Swans, Falling World, and Heaven's Cried Blood. Yeah. Both are really good. All three are really good. Um, it has a lot of heavy, melodic death metal elements to it, and it's it's just really satisfying to listen to, in my opinion. I like it a lot. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I did see some similarities to, like, Insomnium and stuff. It, it definitely shares those, um, I guess sort of atmospheric technical death metal elements for sure um yeah i liked it um not really any highlights that stood out to me but it was a solid album i liked it did not hate it yeah i actually uh what i'll come to explain at some point is that death specifically death metal and that kind of stuff isn't like my main genre but after listening to this album, I do have sort of... After listening to both of your albums, I should say, I have a special level of appreciation for it now. Mm. Uh, I actually genuinely enjoy this album way more than I thought I was going to. Uh, with... <laughs> with uh, my, my, my like prominent uh, favorites being probably Falling World and, sl and sleep Sleepless Swans. Okay. Um... Yeah, I get. I guess at some point I'm gonna have to another band that sounds very similar to this, uh, Dark Tranquility. There's a few albums by them that I like a lot. That maybe I'll get around to talking to one, talking about one of these days. We'll see. Okay. Um. Yeah. After Stephen talked about Insomnium, uh, before, um, 
I I recommended Dark Tranquility to him, and I I don't know if he ever got around to listening to them or not, but I will talk about it on the podcast at some point so that he will have to. Okay. All right. So I guess we'll I guess we'll do mine next. Why not? Cattle decapitation. Oh boy. So um, this is a sort of grindcore-ish type band, which normally wouldn't really be my thing, but um, when this album came out, I heard it got good reviews, so I'm like, ah, why not? I'll check it out, see see what it's about. And surprisingly, I ended up loving this a lot. Um, vocalist Travis Ryan, I like a lot of his vocals and stuff on here, even if it does sound silly. Like, I think it's, like, genuinely really cool at some moments, and there's a lot of lyrics in here that I think are pretty memorable. And I guess going back to what the lyrics are about, it, it Cattle Decapitation tends to write songs about how humanity is just fucking everything up, more or less. And so that that's that's the case here. It's basically how we're destroying the planet, more or less. Uh, given by the album cover is just a corpse with just like plastic <laughs> bottle caps spilling out of it. Um, yeah. Actually, little Easter egg on the cover, um, on the back cover actually is the monolith from their previous album monolith of inhumanity which i think is a pretty cool easter egg there but i guess uh going back to the album um like i said it's really solid lots of good guitar riffs i love the vocals like i said the some of the lyrics i think are really memorable um so i guess some highlights for me here are pacific grim and the song that kind of flows into it before that uh ave exodum um and not suitable for life and manufactured extinct album is very good front to back for sure yeah i was i was actually like what i like kind of what i just said this this also including this kind of stuff when i first so <clears throat> when i when i saw the name of the band cattle decapitation i had to take a step back <laughs> and i was like oh yeah that's right bands like this exist and kind of how they how they sounded is very similar to how I thought they'd sound in my head but then once I listened to the album I was like wow I again like this album way more than I was expecting uh I really enjoyed the the lead singer's uh vocal range and the kinds of screams I heard from him hmm. um personally for me I really enjoyed uh Plagueborn and then going into clandestine ways those were probably i also really enjoyed the ave exidium that was probably like another standout yeah. but i really How, however found you say myself that. yeah however you say that honestly the second you said that the name the actual full name of the album was like oh that's how you say it <sighs> um <laughs> but uh it's latin i was yeah. like anthro fucking what but the second that you put in the chat that it was a like it was the whole album was centered around like the uh the destruction of our planet. I was like, wow, all these lyrics now suddenly make sense. Why am I blind? <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely feel the same way. <laughs> um, uh, my sister actually really likes cattle decapitation. And again, she's recommended me them several times, but I'm just like, yeah, that's not really my cup of tea. I probably won't listen to it, but thanks for the recommend. And then I finally listened to them on this, and I definitely liked them a lot more than I thought I would. Like, uh, Mammals in Babylon is really good, and Circo yeah, yeah. and Humantis is also really good. Um, I like Apex Blasphemy a lot, yeah, too. Yeah. But uh, it, it's good. 
Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was just to add on. I genuinely did not think I was gonna like his album as much as I did. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm kind of right there with you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess uh, moving on here, we'll we'll go to the uh, the Red Hot Red Hot Chili Peppers album. I'll uh, I'll let I'll let you uh, take this one, Conley, first. Yeah. So, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers are like they are my absolute like favorite band of all time. Uh, and I know they're not everyone's favorite, but they just they hold a special place in my heart. I've been listening to them for quite a while now. Uh, and this week, I, I kind of had the mixed decision of either choosing By The Way or my favorite album by them. Well, I guess this one and the other album, Stadium Arcadium, kind of goes hand in hand with which one I like the most. But I didn't really I didn't want you guys to listen to a two hour <laughs> album. Oh, uh, we, we we were gonna do that this episode. Uh, we were gonna pick a two-hour album, but I did. I decided against it. <laughs> okay, so then never mind. So by the way, uh, so... <laughs> look, man, I only need, I only need, I only need like a third of an excuse to have you listen to a two-hour Swans album. I'm, Try I'm me. Very... I will not listen to it. <laughs> That's why I was gonna give you three weeks to do it. <laughs> I will fly to Utah. Beat your ass myself. <laughs> Please do. Meet me in the Popeye's parking lot in 20 minutes. It's down the street. <laughs> Bet. We fight. That's it. You, you've done it. Fucking, you know what? Fair. Uh, I see whatever, what uh, Stallman said. This is, uh, I really genuinely love John Fushiante on, on the guitar. I am, even though I loved Josh Klinghoffer recently, uh, I'm unbelievably ecstatic that John's coming back to the Red Chili Peppers. Um, but yeah, by the way, is just it's it's it goes hand in hand with Stadium Arcadium being easily like my it, within my top like ten favorite albums of all time. There's just so much for me to like and for so much for me to talk about that I'd probably be here for another three hours talking about it by itself. <laughs> okay, we've done well, that before. Oh yeah. <laughs> Anything to uh, push the podcast past the usual 20 minutes, you know. Yeah, we try. Um, but I guess what I thought about this, um, I'll start out by saying that Red Hot Chili Pepper is not a very good stand in JoJo Part 4. Uh, it's pretty mediocre. <laughs> Electricity is not. It's pretty boring, honestly. Akira as a villain, I just, I wasn't about it. I don't know why his arc was so long, but it's whatever. Um, so getting back to the, to the band... Um, I'm I'm really not a big fan of them, honestly. Like, uh, there's a couple songs here and there that I like, like the more well-known ones, of course, yeah. um, like Under the Bridge and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But listening to this, it it was about what I expected. Like, I knew I wasn't gonna hate it. I knew I know what to expect from their sound, and yeah, it it's a jam. I don't mind it. It's all right, but not really, not really my cup of tea. I mean, I get that. I don't know. I really like uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers a lot. Like, I started listening to them in high school when I was hanging out with Matt a lot. Mm. Um, uh, those of you in the chat who are not familiar with Matt may refer to him as Baghead. Um, he is one of our best friends and loves the Red Hot Chili Peppers. So I listen to them a lot in high school and middle school because of him. And uh, this album's about what I expected. I like it a lot. I like Red Hot Chili Peppers. They're on my work playlist, so I'm not surprised I liked it. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of this 
songs on this album are songs that I listen to pretty regularly. So, I mean, it, it's all good. Like, the whole album is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can't pick any highlights, really. Oh, yeah, I like I... all of them. Yeah, I was gonna say like I I loved there's there's it was very hard for me to pick like a favorite song. I think that the opening track, by the way, and Can't Stop are like they they they, they kind of hold a special place because they were like the singles that I first heard off the album. But uh, yeah, genuinely, I love about every song off this album. Yeah, I think the closest to picking singles that I could is probably Can't Stop. But as basic as that is, it's a good song. It, and yeah, uh, Venice yeah. Queen are like mm-hmm. both of my mm-hmm. favorites. Alright. Well, um, I guess speaking of Red Hot Chili Peppers, I guess it was like last week, uh, Flea was on Twitter and like he was asking people like, hey, what what's a good uh, Cannibal Corpse yeah. album? And so yeah. <laughs> and so he I was just that. listening to Cannibal Corpse and he's like, this is wild. I, I saw that and I was like, <laughs> good God, I fucking love, I love that it was more, I love that someone like someone from, it wasn't someone from the band that like that said, hey, go listen to this one. It was someone, I can't remember who it was, but it was, it, that was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess that does it for albums for the week. Um, I did have a plan. So the season finale uh, last time, I was planning to kind of do like a beginner's guide to vinyl and that kind of thing. But that ended up getting replaced by us talking about uh, concerts and stuff. So I <laughs> guess I'll do that here. If that's cool with y'all and y'all want to stick around and maybe give give your two cents on, on that stuff. Um, so I guess where to start. I mean, I'm fine with this. Where, 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 where... I might not have much to say. Yeah, that, that's fine. Don't buy a Crosley. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, so yeah, step one, uh, don't buy a Crosley. Uh, honestly, your best bet, honestly, is to just avoid anything that's like less than $100. Like, I get that it's cheap. And there's that whole convenience thing. And I'll get into why that's bad in a minute. So, um, there, there's this comic that I don't have on the new computer, but I had it on the old computer and I would pull it up if I had it. But the thing that really drew me to vinyl was the cost and the inconvenience. And yep. But being real, I, the thing that drew me to vinyl, I guess, is just more or less the novelty. And I just think it's really cool. And plus, like, now you can buy, like, special editions of stuff that have, like, different colors and stuff. So if you look in in the new season intro uh, for my copy of Anthropocene Extinction, it's, like, a cool green with, like, a lighter green in the middle. And it's it's really cool. I like the different designs that they do with vinyl and stuff. Um, but I guess kind of picking, you know, your, your setup and what turntable you should buy. Um, so important thing to know is that the turntable, any good one, will have something called a counterbalance. And what that does is it will apply, you, you set it, so you have to calibrate it first and make sure that it's, you know, hovering just above your your platter slightly. And then that's your zero. And then when you put your actual needle cartridge in, the manufacturer will have some specified uh, number that you tune that to. And that is the optimal pressure that the needle needs to be up against the vinyl. So the reason why you shouldn't buy Crosley's and why people shit on those all the time is because you can't adjust the counterbalance. And so often they're pressing too hard and over time that will damage your records. And that's that's a no. Also, those turntables tend to be pretty cheap and they feel cheap because they are. Uh, so if, you, if you're looking to get like a good quality one, uh, the one that I was looking at 
originally, um, what the fuck was it called? I don't remember what the name of the turntable was. Oh boy, I have to, the U the U turn orbit. So that that's a pretty good like entry level turntable. It's pretty expensive. I I don't know the price off the top of my head. It's a couple hundred bucks, but that's kind of like the price that you're gonna have to pay for this kind of stuff if you want something decent. Anyway, uh, so the turntable that I actually ended up picking up. Uh, is the refresh of the Audio-Technica LP120. So I have the 120X. And what's cool about this is that it has a USB output, so you can record, you can rip stuff to your computer if you want, or listen through your computer, either way. Um, I think it's pretty nice. It's well-built. I like it a lot. So that that's, that's a good recommendation, I would say. Um, I, I've heard that the Project Debut Carbon is good too, but I don't know anything about it. Um, as far as like, I guess, kind of a setup and stuff, um, you can find a way to route through your headphones if you want. Um, so you get like a preamp and make sure it has a headphone out and RCA from the turntable into the thing. And you can do that. Or if it has a USB, you can just listen through your headphones that way. But my setup is Audio-Technica LP120X, uh, and then my speakers and my actual stereo, which has my preamp in it, which... Uh, I got from the thrift store for like 15 bucks each. So the stereo receiver was 15 bucks and then each of the speakers were 15 bucks. They weren't sold as sold as a set. I had to buy them individually. So I've got like a Kenwood stereo receiver. It's kind of vintage, but it works and it works well. And I like it a lot. Uh, the tower speakers that I have are the Technics A51 uh, Technics is like another good like vintage brand. Uh, they made a turntable that actually the Audio Technica LP120 is directly based off of. Uh, so I saw I saw Technics on the name and I'm like, hey, they're good. I'll get these and they sound great. Like honestly, I'll be sitting like right here, record playing, and the soundstage is just incredible. Like I can pinpoint where every sound is coming from in the recording. It's great. I love it. Um, other than that. Like, yeah, just kind of check your thrift stores for, like, speakers and receivers and stuff. Um, avoid, like, Crosley turntables and stuff. They literally, I think Crosley only makes, like, one turntable that has, like, an adjustable uh, counterbalance. But, uh, yeah. Uh, this isn't too in-depth. It's just kind of, like, recommendations and stuff. Because I don't have my big, my big fuck-ass list image infographic thing that I had saved on my old computer, but I'm just kind of going off the top of my head what I, what I remember. Um, so I guess, I guess now, like if there's any questions that you might have, like either, either from you two or from anyone in chat, like by all means. Yeah. I really need to just get a new turntable. Cause the one that I'm pretty sure that me and Clarice have kind of a cheapo, like, Hey, we have these random vinyls and nothing to play them on. Let's get something from the thrift store or something for like thirty bucks or something. Yeah, yeah. we we've started to co we've started to con well we're continually con con collecting more and more uh, vinyls. So I definitely need to work on something. Do you say that there's like some of them that can just go straight to the computer? Yeah. So the one I have, it has a USB output, and then there's a switch on the back to toggle it from either. Uh, USB or the RCA plugs. So uh, you can just, so literally I put it on USB mode and then I have to go into my sound settings and mm -hmm. it'll show up as an recording device. And then I have to like 
go into the settings for the recording device and pick what to listen to it off of. Oh, so, interesting. Okay. Um, but yeah, like all of those, like all in one CD radio turntable thingies aren't, aren't very good either. Um, yeah, <laughs> like I, like I figure if, if you're going to like start actively co collecting stuff and you want to like take care of your collection, like get, get something decent. Yeah. That's why there was yeah. like, yeah, there's a, there's like a decent sized uh, record store. That's like not too far from my place that I'm, that does yeah. like, that does whole turntable setups that I might have to check out sometime soon. Yeah. Um, yeah. So one of the, one of the record stores that I go to here, um, they sell like turntables and needle cartridges and stuff. And they were doing, they would do like, um, what, what would I call it? They would do like a, like a special sale, like a warehouse sale, like once every couple of months and they would do like dollar records. And then on top of that, they would have, uh, used turntables and equipment that usually had like some kind of defect with them. So the first table turntable I bought, I don't remember the model, but the speed was off on it, so it didn't it didn't spin at the right speed, and you in the mm -hmm. the speed adjust button didn't work. And I there's luckily fortunately there's like a repair shop that could have fixed it. And the guy was just like, yeah, it's going to cost about as much as a new turntable to fix this. So I just ended up buying a brand new one. Um, but if you can get lucky and like find a decent one on a, on a sale at like a thrift store or something by all means, but just be aware that it may have a defect. Uh, yeah. That kind of sounds like, yeah. Bio beware. Yeah. Uh, but Stallman brings up a good point. Make sure that your turntable does have adjustable speeds and doesn't Got just it. play 33s because, <laughs> Uh, so 33 is kind of like your standard size format, and then there's 45s, which are slightly smaller. I think I have literally one 45, uh, and then they, those are the ones that are smaller, and you need the little circular adapter thing to put in the middle, and um, and then there's 45s and 78s. So Stallman's saying that his turntable doesn't play 33s, it only plays 45s and 78s. That's really weird. And Yeah, that is interesting. <laughs> um. <laughs> But I mean, other than that, that's that's all I really got as far as that goes. If no one has anything else. Oh boy, I've been waiting for my chance to talk. I have a story about why you don't want Crosley. <laughs> okay. Go go ahead. So I this pissed me the fuck off and I didn't know it. So another thing that can happen with Crosley record players. Mike kind of went into detail on it, on telling you that it can damage the record. He didn't tell you how badly, though. Oh, boy. So, uh, I had, uh, Mike probably remembers when I bought it, there was a record store in Ocean Springs that used to be there. It's not there anymore, I don't think. Oh, Ma bought... Maynard's isn't there anymore? Yeah, they got closed down. Huh. Okay. Um, I didn't like that so place I anyway. A... Yeah, the dude was kind of a dick. Yeah. Like vintage supremacist. He's like, kind of a dick. I'm I'm gonna interrupt you. So this this record store, he only sold used and vintage. And the one time I went in there, I was like, Hey, do you have like anything newer? And he's like he he got like kind of upset about it and he's like, No, you have to go to Mobile or New Orleans for that and I'm like, Okay, and then I never went back. And I just so you know, like he had the used and like vintage stuff and like didn't clean them or anything. They were just kind of there as is. And it's like, I don't want that. 
But anyway, continue. So, uh, I walk in, and I'm like, hey, do you have any of the seventh old? He's like, yeah, but it's just the earlier stuff. I'm like, perfect, that's awesome, that's exactly what I'm looking for. And he said, alright, the section's over there, and I go look, and they have Beast and the Harlot, and like, mm-hmm. Afterlife, Dancing with the Dead, a couple of their earlier albums, and so I picked up Beast and the Harlot. What I didn't know was this was a limited release vinyl that was like $180. I got it for like 20 bucks. So wow. I pick it up, and I'm like, wow, this is a good deal. I'm happy about this. Um, get home, set it up, open it, and the centerfold is signed. So I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, double win. Uh, I knew almost nothing about vinyls, was literally just looking to buy something so that I had it to play, and I wanted uh, a Bench Sevenfold piece as a display piece. So, bought it, put it on the record player, and I'm just letting it play, like, a couple of days in a row, and I take it off, and my buddy Dallas has a really high-end setup, so I bring it over, and I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, cool, I'll listen to it on your setup. Put it in. Sound is horribly distorted. Take it home, put it on my record table. Perfectly fine. Bring it back over again, put it on his. Distorted as hell. So I look it up. Crosley needles, because they're unbalanced, tend to dig into the disc. Like, actually dig in and scrape the lines out further. So because of this, after you use a vinyl on a Crosley record player more than once, you can only use it on Crosley record players after that. Because if you don't, the sound is horribly distorted. Oh. TLDR, I ruined a $180 limited edition of Inch Sevenfold vinyl on a Crosley record player, and I sold that son of a bitch the next day and never looked back. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that hurts. That that I feel that one. Make sure that you can yeah. adjust adjust the uh, the weight of your tone arm, kids. <laughs> yeah, I was pissed. Uh, but I guess another same uh, record player. What? I was gonna say that same record player also fucked up my Oceans of Slumber vinyl and my Insomnium Shadows of the Dying Sun vinyl. So uh, big ribs. Yeah, I was, I was pissed. Uh, but I guess another thing that I can get into really quick that I didn't really talk about is, like, the needle cartridges themselves. So, the one that I have came with, uh, surprise, because it's Audio-Technica, it came with another Audio-Technica cartridge, uh, which is the VM95E. So, the thing about needle cartridges is that there are different types of needles, and, uh, like, I don't I I guess... They're different shapes. And so depending on the shape, it, it's kind of like it makes the sound more clear, I guess. Um, but like if you're just a beginner, like you don't really have to worry about that stuff too much. Uh, just kind of find like a decent entry level cartridge in your set. So the one I have is part of the Audio-Technica's VM series. I have the 95E. And the cool thing about the VM series is that... Uh, 
when it comes time to replace your needle, you don't have to take the whole cartridge out because when you put a cartridge in, you have to you have to get out this little dumb protractor thing and put it on your turntable platter and you have to line it up and screw it in right and make sure it's aligned and it's really dumb. Uh, luckily, when I bought my turntable, my cartridge was pre-aligned. I didn't have to do that at all. It saved me a bunch of time because that, that stuff sucks. I've tried it. It's not fun. Um, but anyway, with the VM series, literally all you have to do you can slide the needle out and then just replace it with another needle. You don't have to take the whole cartridge off, and it's really nice. Uh, so another good brand, another good cartridge that I've heard good things about is the Ortofone Red. Uh, there's like a Grado cartridge I've heard is good. I don't remember the exact model. Um, my turntable is a radio tape deck and 8-track and 1. Given to me, I think it's an old Sears Roebuck, but you want to upgrade. Okay. Um, like I said, uh, the audio technical one I have is good. I don't know what your budget is, but, um, I could probably, I could probably like help you find like a decent one, depending on whatever your budget is, honestly. Um, but yeah, as far as cartridges go, yeah. Uh, just kind of like look up reviews and stuff. Do, do your research, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Find, find what works for you. Uh, but I guess, I guess that'll do it for my, my little... My little rant on turntables and stuff. <laughs> so, uh, does anybody have anything else that they might want to mention or talk about, possibly? No, I didn't have anything. Uh, not too much, honestly. That was kind of it. Okay. Well, if nobody has anything else, uh, almost 40 minutes isn't too bad. So, uh, I, gu I guess we'll end it here. So, uh, thanks, thanks for, for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back again next Sunday, hopefully, uh, same time, roughly. So seven Eastern is kind of just like, expect us to start there, but don't actually expect us to start there. Like that's when we want to be, that's when we want to start, but you know, that's not when we're going to start. So give it like an extra 30 minutes to an hour and it, yeah. You, you, you know you know by now uh but anyway uh yeah that that's it for the podcast thanks again for for tuning in my stream's not done yet i've got more things going on going on afterwards but uh yeah i'll i'll talk to you guys later <laughs>